0: Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome back to the one and only Cabs the Podcast.
1: Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy.
0: Welcome to Cavs of Podcast. I'm Nate Smith and I'm here with David Wood. And that was a hell of a fun game, wasn't it, David?
1: Yeah, that was. I'm glad I actually watched that one. That was one of the funnest of the year so far. I, I, I would say the probably the was.
0: funnest of the year, and yeah, the best regular season game in Tristan Thompson history, I would say. um at oh, least yeah. From a for stats sure. perspective, I'm. I mean, sure there was. I'm sure there have been bigger games that he had a big game in, but he was a monster tonight in a. Frankly, just from a team morale standpoint, this team desperately needed a win. And Tristan Thompson finished with 33 points and 14 rebounds. Um, just was a monster all night. Um, Darius Garland had a really big game with, uh, I think, 20 points and seven assists. And uh, (laughs) Colin Sexton, the the Colin Sexton nine for 19, despite being blocked six times. I counted <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the most ridiculous NBA players I've ever watched
1: <laughs> but he's we, got a lot of confidence
0: <laughs> that's a that's a way of looking at it um both teams rode their starters heavy heavy minutes I mean for the Cavs had f- three guys over 40 minutes in overtime Garland Osmond and Thompson and uh Andre Drummond played a stupefying 37 minutes while Derrick Rose, I think, did Rose play the entire second half? Because I know Drummond did.
1: I think Rose played at least the entire fourth.
0: Yeah. Drummond seemed like he played the entire second half in overtime. He Um, looked like it. I mean, it was crazy. So Andre Drummond, another 20-20 and game against the Cavs, but... They held him a lot better in the second half. He was 28 and 23, 28 points, 23 rebounds. Um, and it, I, I mean, I honestly felt like, uh, John Beeline outcoached Dwayne Casey tonight. Did you feel like that?
1: Uh, I feel like John Beeline won the game despite his coaching.
0: Well, from Is my standpoint, the f- the f- sorry, go ahead.
1: I, I felt like the fourth got a little iffy when he brought the starters back in because Matthew Delvidova and Knight were cooking. Yeah, The offense was looking really good with them.
0: Yeah. I I'll say in a way, I mean, I think you're right, and that's kind of been the trend of – the last several losses is the bench plays really well and then the starters lose it. But the other side of that where I thought it might work that night is because they were playing Rose and uh, Drummond such heavy minutes. They just had absolutely nothing left. And I was like, okay, despite their inexperience, I feel like the fresher team has a chance to win here down the stretch and in overtime. And, you know, the Cavs came down. What were they down eight late?
1: I think they were down nine.
0: They were down nine. Is it headed? Yeah. I'm, I'm going go to
1: go the play a, by play a here. 10, a 10 2 run. I have it written down.
0: Oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, If I could re- read it,
1: that's the question.
0: Yeah, the <clears> Cavs were. See, why don't we have this yeah, pist- prepared, David?
1: <laughs> Pistons went on a 10 1 run.
0: When, like, at the, like, a, the five minute mark.
1: Yeah, and then the Cavs came back, you had
0: Yeah, the Cavs were the Cavs came all the way back to take the lead ninety one ninety on a night floater at about seven and a half minutes, and then yeah, uh the Pistons on a
1: Once the starters came in, they yeah. went on the time one run. Yeah. Because the boot the, yep. the boot, however you say his name, Debuya hit the three <laughs> to put him up six, and then Drummond went over TT, go up eight. Yeah.
0: Uh, Dumbaya. Yeah. And then, uh, drum- yeah. So at about the, um, 427 mark, it was 100 to 92. And we're like, oh, we've seen this movie. And Tristan Thompson got another tip. And then somehow, uh, the Pistons had a position where they missed three shots and, uh, Thompson got. Beautiful alley oop from Darius Garland, where Garland paused at the free throw line, which Colin Sexton never does, <laughs> and uh, he, bre- he
1: read the defense
0: absolutely, and cut it was and Tristan crazy. Thompson cut baseline and just a beautiful look away alley oop past Tristan Thompson, and then uh, yeah, and then Sexton they gave Garland an assist for it, but it was like not. It was mostly Sexton doing Sexton things when he got a uh, thing. And then Garland had another assist to Tristan Thompson right over after that to tie the game. And then um, Rose made TT a shot. T.T. blocked Rose. Yeah, T.T. blocked Rose. Yeah, big block. And then he made the second – he made the putback. Or no, he made another shot after that. And then um, Tristan Thompson got fouled with about 24 seconds and change left. And uh, – made both free throws uh, for his 30th and 31st point. And then uh, who was it came off? Uh, Alfonso McKinney came off the bench and played and they subbed out McKinney for love, which I thought was yeah. a really good sub. And he sat on Derek Rose and Derek Rose fired up a brick. Uh, and we went to, <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah,
1: that was a terrible shot. That was a terrible, I, I think we do have to terrible
0: look like they just went the yeah. uh, the, the, Derek Rose iso at the top of the key with the, the flat four and didn't run anything else. And he just bricked a shot.
1: What were you going to say? I mean, uh, we got to talk about the TT three point miss. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that was awful. Um, I have, yeah, I have no idea what that play was. Sexton well, gives it out. I think it was Sexton gave it out to him when TT was by the three line.
0: Uh, no, that was Garland. I thought. Garland. Um. Well, and yeah, and, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. Was that it? That was in overtime, though, wasn't it?
1: No, yeah, that, that was, was in overtime. That was in, no. The TT three pointer was in right. the fourth quarter. Yeah, because uh, Bros got the steal, and then I um, the let's go. No, it was TT Chetty for some reason. Chetty game, got gave the ball.
0: Tristan oh, Thompson the ball, yeah. like a second and a half left on the three point line, and he just had to fire up a a shot clock violation, basically. <laughs> and yeah. and that, yeah, that was a terrible play. And there was a lot of those down the stretch, but a lot of... And and we'll get into this in a minute, but I do want to finish recapping the game. Um, Yeah, Tristan Thompson. And then when the Cavs were down two late, they drew up a play for Kevin Love. And Kevin Love got ISOed on... Thon Maker and just took the worst shot, like didn't even shot fake really, just tried to shoot over Thon Maker and Maker just blocked it. And Colin Sexton doing what Colin Sexton does hustled and got an offensive rebound, gave the ball to Tristan Thompson who got fouled and made both free throws. So, and then Alfonso McKinney played great defense on love. And I thought the Cavs were in, I thought the Cavs were in trouble when they went down four in overtime. Uh, because Derrick Rose made uh, three straight buckets to put him up four with about two minutes left. And Beeline called a timeout. And then uh, made a uh, post, ran a post-entry play for Kevin Love uh, where they ran a, a drag screen for him to get him free in the post against uh, Thon Maker. Uh, and Thon Maker did not really guard him, which I don't know why. Because well, Thon Maker is much Love larger kind of than put him. him in this.
1: Love put him in the spin cycle. It was a couple (laughs) seconds.
0: Yeah. It was a good move. And then, um, and then after that, Darius Garland used that love screen to get to the, to the rim on a beautiful layup. And it just, Andre Drummond wasn't challenging anything late because he was just so exhausted. And then, uh, Kevin Love, they ran a, a beautiful play out of a timeout play, um, to get, Kevin Love a uh, three point shot in the left yeah, corner and he came he around a tiki screen. Yeah, it was beautiful and drained it and put him up three. And then they played the the free throw game and uh, even though they had a press breaker where Thompson got a dunk and then uh, that was that was pretty much all she wrote. Although they were up three with the ball and could not get the ball into Kevin Love and Derrick Rose had a shot to tie at the end but missed. So I, I thought crazy he was about game. to make that.
1: You thought I it was going to freak out? Yeah, just because that's how it goes for us right yeah. now.
0: Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I was like, <clears throat> and and I was like, oh god, some we're going to go to a second overtime and somebody's knees going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not. I, it was just that was a crazy game. Um, yeah, and like we said, uh, Tristan Thompson, 35 points, three blocks, 14 rebounds. I mean. Was that the best game you've ever seen him play
1: Oh, in the regular season? I mean, it it was funny because it was like Drummond Drummond was smoking on fire like the first half. He only had eight points in the second half. Yeah. And then TT had 22 in the second half.
0: Yeah, it was crazy and just kept going right at him. Like, I don't know where he kept
1: getting the energy
0: because he played every minute almost that Drummond was out there. He only sat for two minutes.
1: Yeah, well, it, it was a funny... Actually, Tristan didn't sit at all in the second half.
0: Oh, he didn't either? Okay.
1: No, it it was just funny watching because early on in the game, Drummond was trying to like drive by Tristan, which was weird to watch. And then you saw Tristan trying to do it. It was just like two gigantic, terrible dribblers.
0: Yeah, except did you see that just... play in the, at the beginning of the second half where Tristan Thompson basically just dribbled through the whole Detroit team and got a
1: dunk? <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. It was slow mo. Yeah, it, was, it
0: was like yeah. It was it was really goofy. I mean it was obviously a breakdown, but and that's what I will say his dribble and his offensive awareness is good enough that like he can do that every now and again. Because if he realizes the other team just doesn't expect him to do it, he can get away with it. But when they know he's gonna do it, it's like people just sit in there and sit on that right hand and take
1: the charge. Yeah. Yeah, it was well, a, he, that game gotten, was a blast, though. His his right hand's kind of good. He's leading the league in hook shots.
0: Yeah, no, he actually is a is a good finisher now, which is crazy, um, which we never thought we'd see, but that's why I have hope. Somebody made a great observation in uh, in the live thread that Colin Sexton's kind of like Tristan Thompson as a rookie, just all athleticism and. Excitement and like no awareness of anything. <laughs> um, and and I, I feel like that's a fair comp a little bit. Like, remember how Tristan yeah. Thompson used I mean, to jump weird, for every block as a
1: rookie? Yeah, but he had flashes where, oh, this guy might be a real a good defender. But Sexton does too. Like, he stripped, uh, I think was it Brown mm-hmm. was trying to post him up, or no, not Brown, who, who was trying to post him up at it the was end of overtime. It was brown. It was brown, but he ripped the ball from him. That was great. Yeah, he got a block real late in the game. Yeah, it's like every big block. Every once in a while, he get he gets super frustrated, or not even frustrated, just like he gets locked in and makes an amazing defensive play. Yeah, the,
0: the problem is is that's his entire problem is lock in. Like he gets tunnel vision on offense and defense. I feel like. You'd, he's not a guy you want to ISO. He's a guy you want to put in like a pick and roll coverage or an off ball screen and like let his intensity and his kind of his tunnel vision let him make a mistake and then read the mistake and then play off that. But yeah, if you, as a one on one defender, he's certainly takes the challenge. I'll give him that. I and mean, he had two blocks that game, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Uh, he's such a trick or treat player.
1: Yeah, for how short he is.
0: I mean, he well, was literally I mean, blocked both six times Garland. that game. Oh yeah, they're both six one. Although Garland, man, Garland, when he was cooking in the third and fourth quarter, he looked he looked so good.
1: Like he well, had. He makes like. In, sorry, go ahead. In in the fourth, he made a couple great reads, like the pass off to Thompson. Yeah, like on the on the fast break after the steal. Like if that was Sexton, he's trying to dunk it. Yeah, and then um. The go ahead to saxes in, like the go ahead pass. Oh yeah, and,
0: uh, that that was a great pass, and um, yeah, he had like I said, he had like three or four assists in a row, uh, down the stretch, or when the Cavs initially took the lead in the fourth quarter, and uh, and his jump shot is like absolutely gorgeous. Like he gets, he gets almost as good a wrist flex as anybody I've ever seen on a on a J. Uh, in the way he shoots that, you know what I mean? Like his the back, there's so much backspin on his shot.
1: And but it, like, he has a good release. It just he has a really good doesn't release. Doesn't go in as much as you think it would.
0: Yeah, it doesn't go but,
1: in as much as you think it would.
0: But it's been ticking upward. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's True. just a a number of reps. Like you remember, you know, like uh Bradley Beal had such a great release. Uh, and he had a beautiful again jump shot, but it never went in. Like his first year, and like in college, and then all of a sudden he was a great shooter. Like that's what I feel like Darius Garland could be like. So, I mean, I'd love that. <laughs> I, I would too. Um, and what else did we like that game? Uh, Matthew Vadova, Wheeling and dealing in the in the Dude, third quarter.
1: I love the the night Delhi. Uh, TT group Garland guys. lineup. They're fun yeah. to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Night Delhi Garland is is a fun.
1: Yeah, because it's like Delhi just gets everyone moving. Like he's yeah. yelling at them and telling them where to go, and it's just he's it's funny when you watch Sexton. the team. Because
0: with... <laughs> I feel like yeah. guys it's don't even want watch... to move when Sexton's playing because they know he won't pass to him.
1: <laughs> like the other four guys just no, stand uh, there. Well, I think Sexton and. Sexton and Love, I think, have beef, clearly. Oh, yeah. it's like you see him looking off Love constantly. He had bro- The Pistons were guarding Love with Rose intentionally because we weren't giving him the ball. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> what what is he doing? And then he'll, he'll pass to T.T. when T.T.'s in some stupid area, and T.T.'s, like, trying to give Love the ball.
0: Yeah, it's really goofy. And what was the other one? Like, did you see when, uh, like, they had a turnover down the stretch when Chetty Osman was... Wide open in the right corner. And
1: Sexton had Oh, he looked him off so he him, could dribble like, for 20 seconds.
0: No, no, no. Remember, he tri- passed it to Tristan in the middle. And then Tristan lost it off his leg. Or whatever. It's like... Oh. Or no, with... Was... He, he reversed the ball then for then some goofy reason. Like, just because he could. Like, he didn't... He just ignores the <laughs> obvious pass the way the play is dictated. Sometimes. And will just hold the ball or make a dumb pass and it's like it he's he's very stubborn as a player like that and like his insistence that he has to try and dunk on bigs instead of just shielding the ball and put it up putting it up you know what i mean
1: oh it's so aggravating he had the one he got blocked um at the rim because he was coming on the left side And he decided to go with his right hand instead of just taking the contact. Like, he tried away from contact, but used his right hand and just got swatted. When if he would have just taken the contact and used his left, he couldn't have been blocked.
0: Well, and he's still doing the thing. We saw the block. I think it was the one in overtime where he tried to take off from the baseline outside of the key. And, like, all he's got to do is take one more dribble there. And he's got, he's going to either get a foul on the guy or he's going to, uh, he's going to get a layup. But no, he's gotta go for the highlight like layup and and then he just got swatted by Maker just horribly. And it's like just watch clips of Tony Parker. He doesn't go up until he absolutely has to when he's into the shop blocker's body. Like Tony Parker would just hold would keep that dribble alive till the very last second and then put the ball up. Like I yeah. almost feel like he's stubbornly bad around the basket at times yet still on non-getting blocked shots he's 9 of 13. <laughs> it's just
1: maddening. I okay. uh, I think he's going to be a six-man. Like I would like it if we brought him off the bench and just let him hijack the crappier offense.
0: Yeah, like the uh the Lou Williams, he's a young Lou Williams. <laughs>
1: yeah. I actually think that's a really good comp, More. but <laughs> He doesn't draw a contact like Lou Williams because that's yeah, the one but nice you thing about. I forget what
0: Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford were like early in their career too. Although Jamal
1: Crawford was oh, like six five. <laughs> Yeah. Philly Lou Williams.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. I mean Lou Williams <clears throat> literally been in the league almost as long as Vince Carter. <laughs> is he that old? No, he's old. How old is Lou Williams? He's gotta be at least thirty five. Now I gotta look this up. This is the best part of Cavs a podcast is when we look stuff up. He's only 33. I guess 2005 NBA draft. So I guess he's only he's been in the league two years fewer than LeBron. So I guess I it's not as bad as I thought, but yeah, yeah. I mean that was, that game was just a blast. Kevin Love had an okay game. Like, what do you think of Kevin Love tonight?
1: he didn't get the ball enough i i don't know i kind of i'm feeling bad for him he only t- he had four shots in the second half i don't know what he finished with for the night but he's just he's one of those guys i feel like you can't expect him to be hitting all of his shots if he's not getting enough touches cuz he needs to he needs to have a chance with the ball and like the craziest thing about him is like he'll get the ball and he should just be a turd and like try to post up and go in but he still makes the right pass Yeah, that's, he's, what's so that's cra- what i love crazy about, about him. it
0: like he, he won't touch the ball for 10 minutes and then he'll get the ball in the post. and He'll get immediate double and he'll kick it out to a Chetty who bricks a wing three. Like I saw that like yeah. two or three times he just makes the right pass and the guy misses anyway. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's, that's what I like about him. Like if Kevin Love were in a good offense with smart players, he would be so much better, but he's not.
1: <laughs> if he was on like the fun, well, older Spurs teams. Yeah, but or like oh. uh, like the jazz. Oh, the jazz be would really be really awesome. Fun. Or
0: I actually feel like he'd be good in Phoenix with uh, with Ricky Rubio
1: again. Oh, that would be that would be really fun.
0: Yeah, but that's not where he's at, and until he keeps playing better, uh, <laughs> he will uh, he will um, be on the Cavs. And he did have a huge shot in overtime. I'll give him that. Um and like you said, he does make that right pass. Um he was competing on defense tonight. Although I did feel like a lot of times he was just letting rebounds go because he didn't want to pick up extra fouls. But yeah, that was I mean, a
1: maddening. Drum... Sorry, go ahead. Drummond kinda Drummond had a couple shots over him yeah. where he didn't even contest, like just had his hands up. Yeah.
0: what well, there was a couple times where he didn't even have his hands up. He just kinda stood there and Although it was really super annoying because you'd have Drummond and Maker inside and TT would go for the block and then Kevin would just be outsized who, by whoever was there and nobody else would crash the boards. So it's like, if you're just that outsized at the center spot, like everybody has to rebound, but they, the only time the Cavs were doing that was the one time that Garland crashed in on the, uh, on the Drummond rebound and, and Drummond knocked it out of bounds and it was like, it was the only good defensive rebounding effort by the Cavs. Uh What was the rebound numbers? 46 to 39. And Drummond had 10 offensive rebounds by himself. Rose had four by himself. I mean, it was crazy. It's almost like players know that nobody wants to crash the defensive boards except for Love and Thompson.
1: Yeah. I mean, top. Th- What's his name? Uh, Drummond's got like probably 60 pounds on Thompson.
0: Oh, yeah. If not more. Although, yeah, Tom- you could tell at the end of the game, was in, in better shape. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Drummond was not even jumping. I don't even know what Dwayne Casey was doing there. It's like, I think it was one of those things. It was like, okay, if I play Drummond, Drummond and Rose long enough, this team will just go away. The problem with that strategy is... And I guess the Pistons—that's not a terrible strategy for them because their bench is so good. But when your entire bench revolves around Derrick Rose and then you start him in the second half, that's maybe not the best strategy. You know what I mean? Like that to yeah. me was why their bench was so bad in the uh, in the second half. Um,
1: that's it, a it good was, point. But I mean, they it couldn't was an really have stayed game. in that game without <laughs> Rose.
0: Oh, no, I, I agree with you. It's just I really did feel like fatigue was a factor for them down the stretch. Um, Chetty Chetty had a nice game. Uh, again, another solid 11-point night, 5-9 uh, from the field. Missed a couple threes but had a couple beautiful layups. Um, two assists, two turnovers, four rebounds. You, you know my old thing. It's like they should move Colin Sexton to the bench and make Chetty the point guard, but they'll never do it.
1: That that would be cool. I like, I just like the synergy that Chetty, Thompson, and Love have. Yeah. Like, good things happen when they're, like, involved together.
0: Yeah, when those three are on one side of the ball, it's really nice. And I actually, I like Garland when he's not with Sexton. One of the things that drives me nuts is Sexton has terrible body language when he's not in the play. Like, I don't know if you saw the play at the end where it was, like, drawn up for. Garland, but Sexton's just standing in the corner with his hands on his hips. It's like, okay, you're not gonna guard that guy.
1: <laughs> he, I, yeah, I gotta start the, paying attention to that.
0: Yeah, he's he's not great away from the ball. Um but whatever. I mean, th- tell me more things that drive you crazy about Colin Sexton.
1: <clears throat> well, there's the dunking. Um <laughs> I hate he is like one speed only. It reminds me of uh Dion Waiters when we had Dion Waiters, how Dion could <laughs> always get to the hoop, but yeah. that was all he could do. He it didn't he couldn't finish at the hoop, he couldn't like slow down or pass it out. Yeah. But Sexton's the same way. He can get to the hoop every time. Well, actually but...
0: he can finish. That's the crazy thing. Like when he's not dunking, he's despite the blocks, he's 59% at the rim, which is kind of crazy
1: he, for the season. Yeah. Wow, that despite is yeah, I the I
0: Yeah. Like he's actually a pretty solid finisher this year. Um, the problem is, is he does get blocked so much, and he's got that floater now that's really good. But he, like, late in games, he goes to it too often.
1: He he runs like the way he runs screens, like uses screens. He always goes for the floater. He doesn't try to get to the hoop on screens usually. Yeah. Like he sell he sells out for the floater. Where if if he could get a little bit better at reading the floor, he could do like the belly lob style floater, like the flobber type deal. Well, that,
0: and if he just learned to hesitate a hesitation dribble, like when the screen is there, just to freeze the defense for a second, or like I've said for weeks, stop at the free free throw line on the break. Like he's one of the worst guards I've ever seen at running a break. Like <laughs> That's the other thing. When Chetty's wide open on the wing and he refuses to pass to him, that one drives me nuts. Have you seen that? on the break oh, where he, he's got chitty steaming down the right side or the left side and it's like, why aren't you passing to that guy? He, like, he won't
1: pass on the break.
0: No, he doesn't. He and he doesn't pause at the free throw line, which is what you're supposed to teach every single guard. Like this is how you run a fast break. Um and then you pause at the free throw line, you let the guys run the lane, and then if there's nothing there, you either hit you either go back in to drive or you hit that free throw line J. It's like like does it everything is a one man fast break for him it's almost
1: i I liked how uh, i I liked how the the fast break that he got in the end like towards the end of the game where the only reason he made the bucket is because it was basket interference
0: (laughs) yeah yeah because he went in and uh put it up and he was going too hard and then it looked like it was going to bounce off the rim but um uh what's brown's first name brian no, Bruce. Shannon. Bruce Brown. Bruce. Um, yeah, pulled the rim down and, and he got the basket interference call. But yeah, that's a good call out. Like, but the other side of it is he does do things that, like, he had a really good defensive possession on Brown where they tried to ISO on him, which wasn't a great idea. And he had that huge offensive rebound that gave Tristan Thompson those, uh, two free throws to tie the game. So it's not like he's not doing things and hustle things. He just, it's tunnel vision. And I feel like coaching matters so much for him. And the fact that, and I think that's why he annoys the vet so much. It's like, if you just rein that guy in again a little, he could be really good, but you're actually not doing him any favors, you know, reinforcing all these bad habits he's developing. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, he's de- he's definitely developed a little bit at least oh yeah remember he, last year his yeah. his have a, where he'd drive in like three steps and then he'd like do that weird dribble backwards for two steps and yeah. step forward then two more back
0: well and he is actually using the glass to finish now where you remember everything was like a no glass finish last year and he would always hit the back of the rim um and and the numbers bear it out how much better he's shooting he's two percent better as a finisher at the basket. He's shooting 38%, and this is before tonight, obviously, uh, between 3 and 10 feet, where he was 31% last year. He's actually 46% on like, uh, mid-range jumpers. And then the only place he's worse... or s- He's 46% from 10 to 20, and 40% from uh, 20 feet to 24 feet. And then he's not very what is he he's around 30% now at uh, the three point line so
1: yeah
0: 29.7 yeah so it's he's taking a step backwards at the three point line but he's actually much better of a finisher as we've said many times when he's not getting blocked um at every other point on the court but his also his assist percentage is down to 12% which is ridiculously bad for for a guy who handles the ball as much as he does <sighs> And that's the other one that drives me nuts. When he comes down and just dribbles for 20 seconds, like he had like two or three possessions tonight where he dribbled for like 20 straight seconds and then got bailed out by a bad foul by Detroit, where all Detroit was had to do was basically sit and wait for him to take a bad shot. And
1: well, he's not – I mean, I guess part of the problem is we still think he's a point guard. He's not no. a point guard.
0: Well, he's like, not, he's a, but he sure handles the ball a lot for not being a point guard.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: but, I mean that's the problem.
1: I haven't really dove into delve into the stats yet, but I imagine that sucks with like Deli or Knight on the floor, and then Garland with Deli or Knight on the floor. Their numbers are probably a lot better. Oh, I would, I would being not. Used a little more
0: properly. Yeah, I, we need to do some two man lineup. You need to do your annual two, three, and
1: four, and five man lineup <laughs> article, David. I know. I. I want to, but it's going to just make me depressed. I looked a little bit today <laughs> at the two-man lineups because I was like, oh, I was watching um, the Tuesday game. I was like, oh, the Jetty-Delhi-Love combination looks great. And I'm like, I checked it out. I'm like, yep, it's positive. I mean, it's not very positive, but well, on in this team, Cavs that's overall uh, lineups, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like plus point or like plus point one or something. And I'm like, that's probably the best on the team mm-hmm. at this point.
0: Yeah, any, any other takeaways from the lineup data, or you just glance at them real quick?
1: Uh, had has some good synergy with John uh, Henson. Yeah. I that right away. yeah, we've seen and that
0: for sure. I mean, that passes trying, the eye test, too. I'm trying to
1: think there was one other. What was the other? That was really a, the only one that stood out. I didn't go too deep into it. I was just like, oh, I wonder if this is actually true.
0: Yeah, Oh, that was another Deal. odd factor of tonight's game was that uh, John Henson – uh didn't play for the second night in a row and leading a lot of people to speculate that maybe there was a trade in the works um but i haven't heard any chatter about that and then like um oh who's the uh the guy for uh i i'm not even gonna attempt names spin davies spencer davies uh the beat reporter for um Basket, uh, one of the basketball sites. Now, this is going to drive me nuts. Now I got to look it up. (laughs) Bleacher Report or something? No, no, no. Um, no, because he is the best Cavs beat reporter, so I feel like I got to get it right. Uh, Basketball Insiders. Um, the beat reporter for Basketball Insiders, Spencer Davies, um, was reporting that he was basically just a DNP. Um, as far as he knew, the last two nights, and I guess they said it was because they wanted Zizic's bulk against Drummond rather, and that they felt like he was too skinny. But I was like, well, if you're doing that, why don't you play him some on wood at the four, instead of Chetty at the four, which we know is usually a disaster. Um,
1: yeah, Chetty's just not big enough.
0: No, he's yeah, he's Chetty is m- an a tall guard. Not a 3-4. Chetty should be a 2-3, not a 3-4. But the, the Cavs have never done that. Ca- Dan Gilbert is is against tall backcourt
1: players. <laughs> yeah. Who was the really short guy we had for a minute? It oh, was Jay like 5-10. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, and Isaiah hey, Thomas.
1: <laughs> yeah, Isaiah Thomas played like 5
0: uh, Yeah, but as uh, as EG dubbed him Killer Shrimp, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kay Felder was terrible. He's in Ch- he's as I predicted 3 years ago in China now. He's in I think he's going to be in the Chinese though. uh slam dunk contest. <laughs> 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 in the CBA slam, slam dunk contest. So there you go.
1: Um Do you see Dwight Howard's going to be in the dunk contest?
0: No, I, he refuted that. He said that he was refuted not true. It. Yeah, he said that was made up. Oh. Which is a bummer, I say we push that have been fun.
1: I I forget what podcast it I was listening to, but they were talking about how they should have the anti dunk contest where you have guys like Kyle Korver
0: <laughs> and and Deli. It,
1: yeah, just see like have the best uh the best like anti dunk.
0: I've seen Korver dunk and I've seen Deli dunk, like which is amazing. There is actually a picture on the internet if you Google Deli. Matthew Dellavedova dunk. You can and scroll long enough, you can find it. But like, who's like the? Didn't we have this conversation? Who's the tallest guy who can't dunk? I, I feel yeah, like this have. was a real podcast
1: we had. No, we did. I remember that because I brought that up. I, I was <laughs> and, very curious about it.
0: Yeah, and I think the Cavs. We 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 realized that the Cavs probably led the league in at over the course of the franchise and guys who can't dunk. Like <laughs> Danny Ferry might be like the, the team captain of
1: that team. And, yeah. There are pictures of Delhi dunking.
0: <laughs> I know. Right. It, it, well, that's the other goofy thing about Delhi this year. He can actually finish. Like, have you noticed that? Like his, his shooting percentage about around the basket is like all time high for him, which is insane.
1: He just doesn't, he just doesn't shoot a lot. I
0: no, guess. but he's actually so much better at it. Like, it's it's weird. Like now he finishes with that hook shot where he goes to that no dribble uh finger roll or that where he doesn't yeah, he, touch the ball with his second hand.
1: He had a weird blow by on Drummond, I was surprised yeah. by.
0: Yeah, and he got uh goal ten where he hit it off the backboard. Yeah. yeah but Delhi Delhi had a nice game and Delhi does one of the reasons and um Ben Worth touches on this. So one of the reasons Delhi is a good guard despite the numbers he's one of the better screen setting guards and that's just something that uh garland and Sexton don't do well at all um and then so yeah delhi had a nice game i thought zizic gave him seven okay minutes i mean he only had one rebound in seven minutes but i have liked what i've seen from zizic the last few games
1: like He's got some sick post moves.
0: He does. He he might be one of the better post players in the NBA, which isn't saying much cuz that's not where the NBA is, but I feel like Zizic is a guy that's going to finally go to a team like the Spurs and then all of a sudden be this really useful bench player. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> he's uh he's going to be the new Matt Bonner
0: since no, shooting. No, no, uh... not Matt Bonner. He's going to be the new Boris Dio. <laughs> Boris Diaw in the post I That'd don't know I, I could see him uh, I could see him going to Portland Like <laughs> I think uh,
1: Zizic is probably out of the league after this year I don't know
0: I, don't know. I no. think there's some teams that would take a flyer on. like going to another team and being like Yusuf Nurkic who you remember like Denver basically gave Yusuf Nurkic away because um they had the Joker and then all of a sudden Yusuf Nurkic became like a really useful starter for the Blazers so I I could see that happening uh with, with Zizic, or like you said, I could totally see him being out of the league because he's not a guy you can put in pick and roll all the time uh defensively. So he is a guy teams yeah. would like to defensively, but but yeah, I have a feeling that Ante Zizic probably won't be on this team after the trade deadline. Um because I was looking today and the Cavs don't have a ton of um How do I put this? They don't have a ton of cheap contracts to include in trades to kind of balance out the rosters, and you need those guys. And Ante Zizic, basically Zizic and Osman are the only cheap contracts they have on the team um, that aren't rookies. And the problem with those two is uh, is that they need Osman, so Zizic is probably going somewhere else. Plus, he's a guy that doesn't have any guarantees next year, so you can just get his salary off your books. So, anyway, um, yeah. So, did you watch the first? You watched the first Detroit game, which was just an abject disaster, right?
1: I watched. I picked the spots. I was in and out on it. Yeah, and And you
0: wrote a really nice, um, (laughs) like just screaming at Colin Sexton.
1: Uh, although, yeah, it just made me mad. That game made me mad.
0: Oh, made. Everybody who follows the Cavs mad because it was like, and a lot of it was just on beeline. It's like, just give the guy the damn (laughs) ball. That's the thing that drives me nuts about more nuts about anything. It's like Sexton has to have the ball in his hands. Like he can't just make the obvious pass to love, even though love is not in a position that he's going to get a great shot, but he's probably going to get a shot for somebody else. But he still won't pass to him.
1: You know what I mean? The thing that made me pissed off about it at the end of that game was love wasn't even being involved. Yeah. Like this game, love didn't necessarily get the ball out, but at least they were kind of, they were using the screen. Yeah. And like getting something from it. But it's like there's no reason to have love out there just spotting up like that. Yeah. It, it's pointless. He's too, he's too big for them to do that.
0: Well, that and like the, they did that with Chetty for, like the first month of the season, where they just camped him in a corner. And it's like, that guy's too good to just camp him in a corner, like do something with him or, you know, get him going to the basket. Uh, some, some of beeline sets just drive me nuts. And I don't, it's hard to tell whether it's Beeline or whether it's the players. um, Just uh, taking I, I over the, the D. Well, yeah, but I don't feel like Beeline's empowered to bench those guys either when they. Go away from the offense. You know what I mean. That's true.
1: Yeah, because I mean, when Deli and Knight are out there, the th- things are moving. Guys are cutting baseline yeah. on uh, after like while well, they're running pick and rolls. But it's like once Jetty and uh, Garland are out there, then they're, they're not running anything. It, I listened tonight. I was listening to the um, Detroit announcers, and the whole time, like, well, it looks like they're not running an offense right now, <laughs> and then, like they're just like, which is it's so simple, but it's like. It's definitely true. They're like, the Cavs have, I think they were saying, like, three assists in the first quarter or something ridiculous (laughs) like that. Well, and the crazy thing is is
0: they wonder why, like, these teams are running on them all day. It's because they don't have to expend any any energy playing defense. Like, if you just have to, like, basically stand there, wait for a guy to dribble, and then everybody's in position for a rebound, you don't have to play defense that's a good point i mean and we've had this discussion before but yeah i just break up sexland forever because i hate watching
1: them play together but they didn't I mean, hopefully know. they yeah i mean hopefully they stay bad the worst thing would be that they're good enough and we get stuck watching them for years
0: ah uh, yeah that's <laughs> what drives me nuts like i was so we get to I mean I feel like we've beat this game into the ground, other than the fact that Derek Rose is really good again, at least at everything other than shooting threes.
1: And Yeah, why don't we go under him? Oh, like every they single we going under him
0: some. The problem Yeah not is, enough. Well the the night the problem is, is they space their screens out really well so that if you go under Derrick Rose basically gets a running start at the basket, and if Derrick Rose has a running start at the basket, you're already dead. You know what I mean? Like, they'll double screen for Rose, and then they'll go under, but he has so much free reign to move that it's, like, hard to stop him regardless, which is kind of crazy, because if you're running a screen with, like, Snell and um, Andre Drummond, (laughs) you'd think that, hey, you could just go under this all day, but... The Cavs just didn't defend it very well, especially down the stretch.
1: What well, Rose, Rose is like Rose is like one of the few guards where he can kind of like he can jump from pretty far back and yeah. launch a floater or finger roll it, and it's mm-hmm. not outrageous.
0: Yeah, kind of a Westbrook's like that too.
1: Yeah, for his, his just physicality. So yeah, much. and that's I what
0: mean, Colin sixon wishes he was, but that's he's not tall enough to be that player.
1: So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not Bucks wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. Um, But another thing about that game. um, Yeah, I thought Langston Galloway had a nice game, even though he was only one of four. But that guy's got a really nice jump shot. But I'm still mad about Derrick Rose in the Cavs season uh, in 2017. Because like if it was this Derrick Rose, the Cavs might have had a shot at another title. I mean, he, even yeah. though they were playing uh, the the Kevin Garnett Warriors, this Derrick Rose would have actually made them have to play defense on on guards. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I,
1: I think Derrick Rose just needed that season to get like confidence back because yeah, he was so cautious.
0: Yeah, he needed two or three seasons.
1: Yeah, everybody I mean, thought good, he was going gl- to be out of the league, which was. I'm, crazy. I'm glad he's. He's making a positive impact. I just hope, for his sake, he doesn't get offered some crazy contract this off season.
0: Yeah, well, the other thing is I hope that they don't keep running him 35 minutes a night because that's not going to work. Like, you have to hard cap his minutes just with his knee history. Um, I feel like Dwayne Casey's playing with fire a little bit.
1: I mean, but Dwayne Casey's playing for his job.
0: Well, that's true. Coaching for his job. Yeah, although I feel bad because they... Like, have kind of a terrible team outside of Derrick Rose and Andre Drummond now that, uh, now that, uh, Blake Griffin's on the bench for probably so the season. Do you think, what were you saying, David?
1: Do you think Andre Drummond's actually that good?
0: Um, I don't know. I feel like on the right team, he could be really good. Um,
1: he's not a brim runner. Which is weird.
0: What do you mean he's not a rim like, runner? Explain yourself.
1: Like, he's not fast enough. Like, he, he's, like, the, I don't know how to explain it. He like He's gets not the ball explosive on the in roll. his
0: roll timing.
1: Yeah, but he gets the ball in his roll, and he's just very patient. Like, he brings it down, he goes up, like, he waits for guys to go, like, leave their feet, and then he goes up for something. Like, he's strong as hell. But, yeah. like, he's not your typical rim runner, like, in the modern NBA.
0: That's that's a fair assessment. Um, like he's
1: like a yeah he's like an Al Je- if Al Jefferson became a rim runner.
0: Yeah, he's like a cross between Al Jefferson and Dwight Howard. That's yeah. I mean, and and not in a good way per se. Like the worst it, of both of them.
1: He's not a good defa- He's not really that good of a rim protector. Like he the Cavs, can be, the but kind, yeah, kind of got a lot on him. I, like I actually
0: think the... he would be a much better player if he lost some weight and got yeah, he's... thin
1: like uh, Dwight Howard. He wouldn't be able to finish, though. I don't know if he has the same speed as Dwight Howard.
0: No, he would be able to finish because he'd be able to jump higher. That's a good point. I mean, he'd be a lot more explosive if he dropped 30, 40 pounds.
1: Um, yeah, we, we've never seen him thin.
0: I, a little bit we have, but yeah. I mean, he could be a really good player. He'd have to be on the right team. I actually think feel like I don't want to say the Spurs would be a good team for him because I think he would drive pop nuts um I actually Dallas was the rumor I heard, and actually he would fit pretty well with Dallas just because he would just get so many offensive rebounds or just catch and dunk or uh lob plays. He is a really good lob finisher. I'll give him that because he has such a wide catch radius. And yeah. because of the other thing that he's really good at is he can finish lobs, but he's also a guy that he will catch the lob and then go back up. And a lot of guys, if they catch the lob and they got to land, they're terrible going back up because they have no post moves. Uh, but, but yeah. he actually does.
1: He doesn't bring the ball down. That's like one of the biggest things about him. It never That's brings the ball down the below his head.
0: Best thing about him because there's, n- yeah. and because he's got such a wide arm and he's, so big not many guys are gonna block him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point.
1: He had twenty eight points tonight and the Detroit had seventy or wait. Detroit had seventy four in the paint. The Cavs somehow had seventy in the paint.
0: Yeah. And most of that was Tristan
1: Thompson and the guards. We weren't shooting any threes.
0: No, nobody was shooting threes that game. I mean, that was a shockingly low game for threes. There was only 40 by both teams in the game. And yeah. Cleveland was 5 of 20, Detroit was 6 of 20. I actually felt like the refs slowed their whistle a lot because they could have called a lot more fouls that game. 14 for 20 at the line for the Cavs, 10 of 16 at the line for uh for Detroit and Cleveland not awful in the turnover department with 14, although there were some some pretty bad turnovers as Cleveland usually has, but they just go through these stretches where they can't do anything without turning the ball over.
1: Well, That's what happens nice. when Sexton's manning the point.
0: <laughs> but it's not even just Sexton though. Like you'll see like Kevin Love threw that outlet to nobody today. Did you see that one? Mm, but early on in the yeah, game, Yeah, early on in the game. It was like I mean, nowhere near anyone.
1: There's a there's a lot of miscues. Like yeah. I feel like Jetty causes a lot of turnovers because he actually tries to cut. Yeah, and no one knows how to read the cut. Like yeah, like, you give see Delhi through it probably. like five
0: feet behind him. Yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! Now they're doing slug life uh, on uh, the TNT halftime report. So oh, no. uh, I guess it's time Who, to talk about that. What's Barkley's hot take? I pff, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I truthfully think he probably did mean to say slugs because there is literally nothing thuggish about this Cavs team like the biggest th- <laughs> the best quote I heard was like um John Beeline all over Delhi's case again <laughs> <laughs> for being a thug <laughs> getting out of hand I mean like there's nothing thuggish about this team I mean they are they are they are as soft as slugs at times so I I actually believe the story i don't think it matters that much whether he meant to say it or not. I mean, your choices, uh, what was the the quote I heard? When your choices are being racist or senile, it's not a good look. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he just, I mean, I will say this team is entertaining (laughs) when they're not on the court. Like has a bad team ever gotten this much press? Like, I feel like the Cavs lead the league in, and it's probably because LeBron was here two, three years ago, and they're still in the national consciousness a little bit, but they are the, they have to get more headlines than any bad team in the
1: NBA. Yeah, because it just absurd shit happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I guess that, it helps, too, that TT's still, like, so Hollywood.
0: Yeah, and, and very, yeah, Khloe Kardashian is still, Yeah. And well, the funny thing is Jordan Clarkson kind of ran in that circle too. And have you seen that, uh, Utah seven and oh, since they traded for Clarkson?
1: No, is Clarkson playing a lot?
0: Yeah, he is. He's, he's just like Cleveland. Like they're running their whole bench unit around him, which that's what Cleveland was doing.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, Clarkson was like. He, when I was I was looking up uh, ISO stats one day, he's like closer to James Harden than you'd think. He's probably like the twelfth guy in the league for efficiency in ISOs.
0: No, he's actually <laughs> turned himself into a really good player. Um, but the nice thing about him and ISOs is he's actually getting good looks out of them. You know, like a couple of years ago, he would just like ISO himself into a terrible mid range jumper. But it's like he'll either ISO and get a good look at a three, or get to the basket. Or give somebody else a look, or the thing he does that's really good. If there's nothing there, he'll pass out to a big at the top of the key and reset and run it again. Like that's what he wasn't doing, you know, a year or two ago. Which it's hard to do when you have LeBron James on his on your team because that's kind of his game. But um, yeah, it it it's he's been really good. So yeah, and Tristan Thompson probably is part of the reason that team. But it's also Kevin Love, too, and, and him acting like a big giant baby at times.
1: He, he's the poster boy for emo.
0: Yeah. Well, and then the day before the beeline stuff, um, Channing Fry was dogging on, uh, Colin Sexton on some podcast or something about how bad Colin Sexton is and how everybody hates him and how about how the Cavs, uh, front office is trash and Dan Gilbert is calling all the shots and it's like, I mean, it's like, and the best part is the Cavs. Like, there's so much in the day-to-day drama of the Cavs that that doesn't even hit the radar after, after, thug, after slug life. So,
1: I mean, the slug life thing. So, just like looking up what slug life means, it seems like he probably did mean to say it because it's like the the online thing. The meaning just says when you have the means and resources to live fulfilling and successful life, but you choose not to because you're lazy and don't have motivation. <laughs> I mean, as that as kind of sums up the, life. Yeah, that kind of sums up the calves perfectly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, and it's funny because it's not really funny, but I'm pimping my own joke here when I said he needs to become the UCSC coach because their mascot is the the slugs.
1: <laughs> UC Santa I mean, Clara. uh... There's sorry, go ahead. Beeline might be getting seen now because there's times when you look at him while he's coaching and like the faces he makes. Sometimes you're like, "What is going on with this guy?"
0: Yeah, but the funny thing is, is he's so much more engaged in like post game press conferences and gives so much better answers than Ty Lue ever did.
1: Well, Ty Lue was just trying to get to the golf course. (laughs) That's true, and not offend LeBron James.
0: (laughs) That is true. I gotta check the film. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a strange, strange team. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of John line. I mean, my take was, hey, this is an excuse to fire John Beeline; they should take
1: it. <laughs> but uh, well, did you see? Uh, Kobe Altman came and visited him.
0: Yeah, well, and he, I guess, he called all the players last night and addressed the whole team today. So, because apparently he didn't realize he'd actually said it, so I don't know. I don't know what to believe there. Honestly, I will give them the benefit of the doubt because there's nothing thuggish about this team as the main reason.
1: <laughs> like, if there was, it'd be more fun. they'd be more fun to watch. Yeah, yeah.
0: if they had a little more jailblazers in them,
1: yeah. I'd be all about it.
0: <laughs> they need a sheet, is that what you're saying?
1: They need a sheet, they could... Uh... I could get Mike Scott. <laughs> Mike Scott, <laughs> nice. Trying to think who else.
0: <laughs> We're getting into dangerous territory here, really... Dave. Yeah, that look is kind of that. There's not a lot of that left in the league, to be honest with you. I mean, they don't even yeah. have. I mean, uh, Dion Lance, Lance Thomas, or Lance. Yeah, Lance Thomas, Thomas yeah. right? The
1: ear whisperer. No Stevenson.
0: Lance Stevenson, the ear Stevenson. whisperer. Yeah. Like, he's not even the. Yeah, what, league. Is, what
1: is he doing? I think he's in China. How's he not? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Oh. I'm finding out. Lance Stevenson. Yeah, he's playing for the Flying Leopards.
0: <laughs> out of what city?
1: Liaoning? <laughs> L- L-
0: L- L- nice. <laughs> Li Nang? Yeah. Li Nang, maybe. <laughs> Lance Stevenson, the ear whisperer. Yeah, there's so many guys playing in China. It's crazy. Uh. Okay, so. Did you. S-
1: What do you think of the Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren (laughs) dust-up?
0: It's so ridiculous. It's like... it's I'm trying to think of an NBA comp. Cause like, TJ Warren is such an NBA nobody. (laughs) Like, he's just not a guy that you even care if he dusts up with anybody. Like, at least if you're Lance Stevenson or one of these guys that has a reputation... Or Deshaun Stevenson, it might make some sense, but he doesn't even have a reputation, so like, what's even the point? And Jimmy Butler, if you're gonna have of... a, sorry, go ahead. You should. I'm losing you, David.
1: Ah, uh, I think it's better.
0: Yeah, now it's better.
1: Wait, I... okay. I don't know why, but I he should have a dust up with LeBron, at least a top five guy.
0: Yeah. Although. Jimmy Butler's top 15, for sure. Nah. Oh, I Jimmy totally Butler think that so. Jimmy Butler might be the most underrated player in the NBA.
1: You just say that because he plays defense.
0: <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> He's a the really most good boring card of
1: basketball. He I, is. I, I disagree.
0: Agree. I disagree. There's nothing I love more than a good hard foul.
1: No, I, I, I mean, I like watching fouls.
0: You get a guy on the funny bone. He'll flinch every time you come after him when he's shooting a jump shot. <laughs> uh, I even taught my ten-year-old uh, the other day. Uh, she goes, and she was in a game, and she goes, "Yep, if you're gonna foul, foul hard." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> or there's this one girl that always steals, and so I've taught her when she gets a rebound to chin the ball. You know what that is? Like hold the ball, goes yeah, yeah. out under your chin. But the problem is, is do that she time. does it all the time instead of swinging through with the ball real low or real high. Um, She'll uh-huh. do it on offense instead of right after she gets a rebound. So there's this one girl that always comes and takes the ball. And she was doing that, and she was like, take the ball from her. And I was like, well, just bop her in the nose. She won't do it the next time.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, my wife wasn't a big fan of that. so. <laughs>
1: I mean look, you're trying to make a kid go to college <laughs> exactly. for free. You got to do what you got to do.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's it it's war out there in in fourth grade girls basketball. Now, I told you that's probably not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah. Youth sports. Anyway, um yeah, I did Did you watch the whole dust up?
1: No, I didn't watch the whole stuff. I just yeah, saw you it. just like, read this...
0: about it. It's like not even worth looking at the video.
1: This is uh, well, yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. These are those guys is going to knock someone out or do something. Yeah, crazy.
0: well, I could see Jimmy Butler doing something crazy, but <laughs> yeah, TJ Warren. It's like yeah, the NBA. almost feel like the NBA needs more thugs. Like even the NBA's thugs aren't really thugs. Like like even Stephen Adams is is fairly well behaved these days. Like I, that that I mean, was annoying me. Did you see at the beginning of overtime when everybody was uh like super like chummy before the tip off and overtime I'm Yeah.
1: Like, what why was that what's his, why was Sexton like the bumping up with uh Drummond. He's like, Hey yeah, man, thanks for blocking team. me six times. You could have done it twelve. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So um who Who's the meanest person in the meanest player in the NBA now? So I feel oh. like that's a valid question.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, we don't have a Lance Stevenson. JaVale McGee's kind of too dumb to be mean. Um, <laughs> um Now, what's-his-name's always hurt. DeMarcus Cousins always hurt, so he doesn't count. Um, That's a tough one. Like, I, it might be one of the Morris brothers.
1: Yeah, they're they're pretty, they're
0: tough. Uh, you know what? It might be Robin Lopez.
1: Oh no, he's just a big goofy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dumb, dumb. I don't. Yeah, know. I'm not. know. I'm not scared. There's not. Oh wait, here. Let's see the nine dirtiest players in the NBA today. We can weigh in on this.
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I see a ton of Patrick Beverly. P. Bev. Yeah, yeah. P. Bev. That's a good point. Is a he, he's that way for a guard, but I almost feel like he's too small to be that intimidating. Like Deli Deli makes the list. Nice. <laughs> I would say he's probably one of the bigger ones. Like, yeah, the the league has no more Kendrick Perkinses anymore, and and that may be a problem for the NBA. I, I don't know. Of course, you don't see a lot of hard, flagrant fouls anymore. Like Embiid might be that guy. Embiid's kind of a dirty player. Like he'll smack, he'll give guys an elbow, for sure. Yeah. That might be Embiid. I don't know. That there's not a
1: ton Is, of those guys. Who's the guy on um? Oh, Matisse Thybul. If he gets a mean streak, he'd be fun.
0: Yeah, he would be fun. I actually feel like if uh, if Vaughn Maker would be front fun or. Got that a mean streak. He has those, like, he looks like he has razor sharp elbows. <laughs> just so does he. That, that guy or oh, Seku Dumbaya? Yeah, he, yeah. man, that guy's an athlete and he shows flashes every now and again. Like, I have a feeling, like, he reminds me a little bit of, like, Pascal Siakam, where in, like, a couple of years, he could, in two, three years, he could be really good if he, he keeps the upward trajectory.
1: He just needs to get coordinated.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Joe Ingles is kind of a dirty player. He's got that. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Bo- Baines. Aaron Baines is a good one.
1: Bojan, the Bojan uh, Utah one. Oh
0: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, but he's too much of a flopper.
0: Yeah, there's there's not a lot of those guys. Like I feel like the Spring- NBA needs more needs more guys that'll make you afraid to drive the lane.
1: Tony Allen back. Bring Tony Allen back.
0: Yeah, or just those guys. Kendrick Perkins, I feel like, is the perfect example of that guy. Like, you thought twice before trying to dunk on Kendrick Perkins. You know what I mean? Like, you weren't going to try and yeah. dunk on Kendrick Perkins. Like, he wasn't going to block you, but you would hurt in the morning. Yeah, Sheed was that guy for sure. Like, Sheed probably had more flagrant fouls than
1: anybody I ever saw. I mean, remember I when he
0: Sheed. made uh, Z bleed from the
1: head? No, like uh, the first LeBron run. Yeah,
0: yeah, he. I yeah, and everybody was like,
1: "Go after Sheed, go after
0: Sheed." Yeah, he he cut Z's head open with a foul.
1: Oh, Marcus Smart's kind of.
0: A yeah, tough guy. Marcus Smart's that guy, but again, fouls too much to, or flops too much to be that guy.
1: So part of being the the badass is you can't flop at all.
0: I don't know. His flops are so egregiously hilarious that he almost takes away from it you know what I mean like I don't but yeah he's got that in him for sure he'll definitely give a give a hard foul Tristan Thompson a little bit maybe
1: like Tristan Tristan's kind of a jerk sometimes
0: yeah which I like you you need you need that
1: he gets he gets upset like when little guys bug him when he's rebounding he'll get a he'll get a little upset
0: yeah, he'll, he'll tag a guy. Um, <laughs> he'll go after Venezuelan centers in preseason. <laughs> Did you watch that game in preseason where he was like totally going at this big fat Venezuelan center? And no. Like,
1: really? What I are could, you doing? <laughs> I could see him doing that though.
0: It was hilarious. It was like, this is the guy you, you are trying to beef on. Come on. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Steven Adams. Yeah, Steven Adams that probably beat. has the biggest thighs in the NBA. Steve Adam set some
1: nasty screens. When that
0: guy sets a screen, you ain't getting through it. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Polish Hammer's not in the league anymore, so... <laughs> I like Gortat. I love Gortat. Yeah,
1: great screen setter. He was awesome when he played. He played with Nash, didn't he? Maybe, uh, maybe I'm misremembering. I'm pretty sure he had like two years with Nash, and Nash got, have, yeah. By
0: yeah, by Nash got him paid. Yeah, Nash got in, and then he got... Went to Washington, and then, um, well, and he was actually Dwight Howard's backup in Orlando. That's how long Dwight Howard's been in the league, so.
1: Yeah, I remember that, because they had Brian Anderson, too.
0: Okay, so give me your starters for, we got to switch subjects here. Give me your starters for the All-Star game, for the
1: East. For for the East? I mean, it's obviously Giannis. um, (sighs) The East is hard. Giannis, for... I, hold on, let me pull this up. I need a little
0: help. Okay, so I gotta go. I'll go first. I gotta go. Giannis, Jimmy Butler. I probably gotta go. Tatum. Um, maybe in. Oh, uh, my starter at guard. Um, Malcolm Brogdon for the Pacers. My favorite guard right now. Um, so the, who do I got? I got Brogdon, Giannis, Jimmy Butler probably Jason Tatum and then I might have to start Lowry at the other guard. He's been really good this year. Um or I might Lowry start, has been good. I I probably start Siakam. That that's a full 5 if you put Butler at the Siakam's
1: two. been injured though a lot.
0: That's true. That's true. So, um if I'm not going Siakam, then I'm I'm probably going um I'm probably going Middleton. I'll go Middleton. If not, Siakam. Like, the Bucks deserve two starters. Okay. I like that. I like that.
1: Um, I guess I, Giannis, Giannis gets... <laughs>
0: okay, should Trey Young be starting?
1: No. <laughs> uh, I'm like... I thought geez, you didn't care about some, defense. Wow. The... No, I mean, I care about defense, but... You just don't like watching I, it. No. <laughs> well, no yeah i don't this this is something that i guess i've been trained not to like watching it i mean i do like watching it but when you watch recaps they never put defense in it you ever notice that like Like in the recap highlights yeah yeah or or just like a good like the mckinney play that should be in the highlights
0: yeah yeah but it won't be yeah
1: (laughs) no (laughs) it doesn't
0: make the highlights when you correctly hedge a pick and roll
1: yeah. So, all right. So, I guess here, here's who all I'd have for the East. Giannis gets in for sure. Joel Embiid probably <sighs> for the point guard.
0: Well, the problem is Embiid's hurt.
1: Do yeah, hear He's out Embiid? two weeks. Oh, is he out two yeah, weeks? Yeah, tore the I, hand.
0: I heard that he may be out longer. It's they're it evaluating said two weeks his with the ligament. Okay. That's what I heard. Okay, that's well, not that bad. He'll be, he'll be. He'll be back by the All Star break for sure.
1: Okay, so beat at the five. You can put Giannis at uh.
0: Yeah, Giannis at the four and beat at the five.
1: What else you got? Uh, I'd like to see Kyle Lowry get in.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Um, uh, probably someone from the Heat's got to go. So Jimmy Butler, because the Heat are so good right now. What about Kemba?
0: Yeah, Kemba probably deserves a, a a shot. Yeah, like is that five?
1: So Jimmy at the three, Kemba at the yeah,
0: Kemba at the one, um, Embiid, uh, Giannis, Lowry, and at the two, at Lowry. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I forgot about Kemba. I always forget about Kemba. He probably deserves it over Tatum.
1: Oh, Bradley Beal.
0: <sighs> yeah, that team's so bad though. It's pretty decent. Yeah, like I feel yeah. like Beal should be a. A reserve. Um, Tatum should probably be a reserve. Uh, uh, Brogdon for sure. Uh, Middleton and um, uh, Giannis. And then, I don't know, Spencer Dinwiddie, I feel like, should make it for the Nets because he's their best player and they're a borderline playoff team. Yeah,
1: he's been keeping them in that.
0: Yeah, and then I get... Ben Simmons, maybe I don't know. Jalen Brown might. I don't. I hate to see the Celtics have three All Stars. Oh, I'll tell you who should get in is um, Bam Adebayo is probably the second best center in the in the East this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, they the should he could the at least get someone.
0: Team. Yeah, Bam and Jimmy Butler, I feel like is a good is a good mix. I, I'll go with that. Some, I'm trying to think if there's any other some, reserves.
1: Some of these early return votes, the NBA, the fans are so dumb. Oh, yeah. Kyrie dude. Irving's getting voted in. Oh, Jesus. Taco Fall.
0: <laughs> That's the best. I would love to see Taco I don't think that dude's
1: played Fall. at all. unstoppable, <laughs> though.
0: I want to see Taco Fall and Boban playing one-on-one. That's what I want to see. <laughs>
1: Wait, and who?
0: Boban Marjanovic. The I want to see him Dallas playing King of, King of the Court. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what I want to watch. Okay, um, yeah, and I, Trey Young probably makes it just because he's scoring so much, but I can't stand him. He drives me nuts. He's one of my least favorite players. He's such a total empty stats. Yeah, and he's a total flop artist. Um, maybe Zach Levine also empty stats. Um, if a Cav makes it, I hope it's Tristan Thompson because he's literally holding the team together. Siakam should probably Tristan could
1: have. Early in the season, Tristan had a shot, but he fell off enough, I don't think he yeah. does. Yeah.
0: So that's the East. Who's? I mean, the or, or the West is so much easier to pick the starters. I mean, you got LeBron. You got the Joker. You got Harden. You got Kawhi. And then that's four. Who's your fifth? And then you've got... um, uh,
1: Lucas. Lucas. Lucas yeah, Lu- in. no, that's Luke, five. Luca, that's your five right there. Luca Harden, Kawhi, LeBron... Jokic.
0: Yeah. I mean that's your five. I, I mean that's an easy
1: one. Dave, Davis gets in over Jokic, I think.
0: He shouldn't though. <clears throat> oh, over Jokic, yeah, probably does. Just and because they're the Lakers. Even though he Yeah, Jok- Jokic. Because Davis is a turd. Would,
1: Yeah, Jokic would be the reserve. Yeah. But then you have uh
0: And the Jazz should probably get two now. Uh they should probably get uh Gobert and Mitchell.
1: Joe Gobert won't get in, I bet. He uh, deserves it, but, but
0: yeah, probably not. The Rockets will get um, Westbrook for sure, along with Harden. I don't know if there's a second player for the Nuggets. Like they're also good, it almost hurts the rest of them.
1: Well, they don't play. It's weird. Their defense is decent this year, and it seems like the offense for them's not firing as much like Gary Harris. Uh, it's like had yeah. a sharp drop offensively. Well,
0: and they're just so like outside it after Jokic, they just spread it around so evenly. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, Chris Paul gets in for sure this year. Not
1: Shay Gilgrest sh- should get in.
0: <sighs> yeah, but it's all Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul and Steven Adams. Like Shay, shy Gogas Alexander's. Okay. But it's actually his advanced stat he's he has a lot of empty stats but he is a he is a good player for them i don't know i feel like uh but they do have a winning record so and they're seventh in the east so yeah they they might deserve to does does uh k p j or not k p j uh does zinger get in poor zingus
1: no <laughs> why not he he's not good.
0: Okay, what about Paul George?
1: Paul George deserves it. Okay. Like the thing with Porzingis is like he's a glorified Ryan Anderson at this point, who plays defense.
0: Well, that's like if Ryan Anderson played defense, he'd still be in the league. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah, but yeah,
0: but that's what the NBA is. If you're Porzingis, Porzingis
1: like finish anymore. He's he's not that good at finishing. Like I don't know. I, I'm disappointed with him. I mean, he is coming back from the ACL tear.
0: Yeah, I don't know. but Okay, so deep reserves. Does DeMar get in? DeMar or Aldridge? No. Dame Lillard's
1: got to get Aldridge in. Aldridge, maybe. I don't think.
0: <sighs> no, Dame Lillard, Lillard has to get in. He's the only reason they have 16 wins. He's amazing this year.
1: What about... Uh, CJ? Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns.
0: Oh, Cat. Yeah, Cat probably gets in. Cat's also amazing this year. Um, the Suns, there's nobody really there. Zion, if he plays well enough before the All Star game, might get in. Just off votes. Nobody from the Warriors is going to get in, which is crazy. Although Good. Steph, w- could Steph be named a starter even though he didn't make it? Like, is he in the voting?
1: He is in the voting. He's not a starter. I swear, if he if he gets on the team,
0: eh, I don't have a problem with that. Steph
1: deserves it. Why he didn't play?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but he his resume. Come
1: on, if if we're going <laughs> Western, by resume,
0: Western then. Conference: LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Paul George, Jokic, Cat, Porzingis. Um, this is the front court. Oh, they just do front court and guards now, which is goofy. Yeah. Uh Carmelo Anthony's number eight, which is crazy. Um Brandon Ingram has half a million votes. That's nuts.
1: Um Brandon Ingram has been decent though.
0: Yeah, Luca is probably gonna say Luca Harden Lillard. Curry is fourth in guards. That's crazy. But there's a huge drop off over after Donkic and Harden to Lillard. Although I do feel like Lily, Alex Caruso is sixth in voting <laughs> in guards, <laughs> the Bald Eagle. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like Devin Booker is eighth. He should be much higher than that.
1: Oh, it's a, it's empty stats though. So.
0: It is empty stats, and I hate the fact that Trey Young is leading in guards in the East. That's so Trey nice.
1: Young. Here, here's my hot take: Trey Young's the next Ricky Davis.
0: No, Trey Young's not Ricky Davis. Trey Young is literally the next Isaiah Thomas. He's a guy that is a really good, can be a really good scorer in a right scheme in the regular season. He's a better passer than Isaiah Thomas, but he's such a bad defender, you will never win with him in the playoffs. I mean, there's a re, his defense is a huge reason that they're as bad as they are. So, like, he makes, like Colin Sexton looked like an all-star defender. So <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, I can't believe CP3 is not even in the voting in the West. That's nuts.
1: Because no one watches the Thunder.
0: Yeah, well, that's the other issue. Yeah, but for sure, yeah, the starters versus. I can't remember if the fans only pick the starters. 50% of the vote for the 10 starters. So, what did what did you think of my all-star idea where you get 14 guys on each side and then you just pick teams and have a 2 on 2 tournament and each team gets 7 guys or have a uh, 14 tournament and each team gets 7 guys. That's a good idea. And then just I, like I like the idea of 4 5-minute quarters two. or two 10-minute quarters. What did I say? I said Two ten minute pass I'd be down with. or first team to uh
1: sixty. <laughs> I like the first team to sixty. I I think it'd be cool if they did uh you pick so you have the twenty eight guys and then each each like they take turns picking, but it's just two on two.
0: Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Two on two. The- NBA players are so good. <laughs> But I don't know if that matters all that much. That's the other analogy that drives me nuts. It's like when an NBA player says, I could I could dust that guy on one-on-one. And it's like, well, yeah, if this were the National One-on-One
1: Association, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, that was my that, that whole... It drives me
1: nuts. My whole argument when uh, Kyrie to Boston and how everyone's like, oh, he's the best isolation scorer. Whatever. Yeah, you can only be an isolation scorer when you have a guy like LeBron James next to you and Kevin Love and then yeah. two three point like two three and point you, shooters yeah, like exactly. Anyone can be a great isolation scorer in a situation like that.
0: Yeah. Well not anyone, but yeah, it certainly but, helps. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um Are you looking forward to the all star game or are you like meh this year?
1: Nah. I'm over it. So, I'm, uh, hopefully the dunk contest is good. They need to do something cooler like I, I think a two up. on
0: two or a four team tournament would be cool, where they pick the teams live. The, like that would be neat.
1: The last I am, guy picked. I'm that totally would be, down with them picking. The he
0: teams. would totally get bagged on, which I would enjoy.
1: Yeah, I, that's what they should do. That they should broadcast it live.
0: Yeah, like Kevin Love would be super depressed.
1: <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah, and you get to realize like what guys like maybe Giannis just gets picked last because everyone's like that dude's a dick.
0: He is a dick, but that's what I love about Giannis. Like, he's the one guy in the NBA that isn't friends with everybody. Yeah. I mean. Like, that smoothies. I he's hate... only friends with smoothies. <laughs> what is a smoothie?
1: Like, the drink. Oh. Oh. He loves, okay. he loves Smoothie King.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. He loves Smoothie yeah. King and, uh, what is it? T-Mobile? Is that? I can't remember who, uh, who his mobile is. He does commercials. Oh, I don't right? know. Damn it. Caught him the worst tonight.
1: Andy loves JBL headphones.
0: He does. And and Hulu has live sports.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he likes uh smoothies.
0: That, interesting. T Mobile, yeah, he's a T Mobile guy. Okay. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> this this <laughs> anyway. is his quote about smoothies. I just taste for the first time a smoothie. Man, God bless America. <laughs> This was five, six years ago.
0: You remember that one during the playoff runs where we got that random email that said, like, I will want to see LeBron James, and then I will make it happen? (laughs) We had that (laughs) on the podcast. We got this random, like, comment on some random page, like, not even on the main page, and it was like, I want to tell you about LeBron James I am something, something from something country. I will come see LeBron James, and then I will make it happen. <laughs> like that was the That's quote. That's great. We that was a subtitle of a podcast, and then I will make it happen. So, <laughs> uh, anything to pitch this week, David? Any dad stories? You probably don't uh, have crazy middle aged dad stories,
1: but I've got. You have
0: stories well, about working in a kitchen, but
1: I nah, I don't have that not many. Not that you I've want to share. <laughs> Yeah, I have appropriate ones now because I'm in management. Oh, um, I did get a—I got a really cool painting of my dog for Christmas.
0: Oh, that's my awesome! Did somebody like paint it for like you?
1: Yeah, yeah, she had someone. Okay, painted. so it wasn't I was like super they sent a that.
0: computer a picture in and a computer painted it for you or whatever.
1: No, no, it's like a watercolor. Okay, nice. Um, I also got a shirt because I collect unicorns. Um, yeah, I got you a told shirt that. with a basset hound riding.
0: Well, you know my oh, daughter. That's a it, I'm huge... riding a unicorn. Oh, that's fantastic! I got, um, I got somebody a uh, a troll of like an orc with a battle axe riding a unicorn Pegasus t-shirt. Ooh, that's a good um, for one. For birthday last year, that was pretty awesome. But my daughter loves unicorns. She has so much unicorn stuff. It's crazy. Ooh,
1: yeah, I've, you guys, would, you guys would get I... along. <laughs> we'll have to yeah, go. I've got, I've got a, a good collection. I'm trying to think what else. Um, I've been, I've been watching on TV. Have you watched that show, the You Show?
0: The what show?
1: It's just called You, like Y O U on Netflix. No, it's interesting. About? It's it's about it's a show told from the perspective of a stalker. <laughs> Jesus,
0: that's just what the world
1: needs. But it's like, it's like kind of funny. It's like campy. It's, it's good in a trashy way. Um, and then, oh no, not much else. Oh, I'm going to wrestling, uh, in a month.
0: Are they coming to Cleveland?
1: Yeah, it's on on my actual birthday, the AEW thing. So I'm excited about that.
0: Where is it at? Is it at the Rocket?
1: No, it's at, uh, it's at CSU.
0: Oh, nice. At the convocation center. Or the Wolstein, okay.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so it will be smaller.
0: So you, but, uh, you know what I've always wanted to see, and it's kind of a bummer. <clears> I don't know if they still have it, because cable access is not as much of a thing anymore. But have you ever watched Pro Wrestling Ohio?
1: No, no. Oh, I, yeah, I, I like your AI.
0: wrestling circuit in Ohio is is, is pretty sweet.
1: Oh, I go to the local one, the AIW ones. I'll go to those.
0: Okay. Yeah. You got to look up Pro Wrestling Ohio because they used to have those on cable access all the time. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Like, see, the thing with wrestling is everyone's into it that's there. Okay. So it's a really good spectator. It's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I just had something. Oh, I'm going to pitch the uh, air fryer. Got an air fryer for (laughs) this. You got an air fryer?
0: So what do you cook in the air fryer?
1: everything like i made a sandwich in it the other day you can put (laughs) fries in it you can put i'll do i'll do vegetables in it like it's crazy it works it's like a just a high-powered convection oven but it works really good and then my girlfriend got the uh the instapot blender which cooks food like it cooks the soup as it blends it it's crazy
0: that's the grossest thing i've ever heard
1: no dude it's really good we made a black bean soup tonight. It
0: yeah. Like so, do you do the Pot? Is it also a pressure cooker?
1: No, it's not a pressure cooker. Okay. This is—it's kind of like a like a induction like heat blender. But I have messed around with the Pot, and I'm a fan of it.
0: Uh see, I don't. <laughs> we had this discussion.
1: I think. Do you maybe, have Pot?
0: No, I don't. I'm anti-pressure cooker. I don't. Just drop we, I don't Hello? believe in pressure cookers. Oh, sorry. <sighs> Damn it, I had you on mute. So I don't oh. believe in pressure cookers. And like, like I said this once to Wait, EG why? and Tom, and Tom was, and EG was like, what, you don't believe in the science of them? And I'm like, no, I believe that they, I just don't think the food tastes as good. Um, so that's my take on it. I just, I'm not a pressure cooker guy. I just, I don't believe in them.
1: All
0: right. All I, I don't know why. I'm weird. Man, it's it's f- against my religion. It's a fair take. <laughs> I guess. It seems kind of ridiculous, but I got a new blender for Christmas, but I haven't used it yet because.
1: Ooh, what is it? It is a.
0: I think it's a Cuisinart. Nice. Yeah. Um, because I had a, uh, blender, like, for years, and it leaked out of the bottom where the blades were. So every. And I would make. <laughs> <laughs> I would make smoothies. Just like, um. Giannis and every time I did a leak on the counter it drove my wife nuts and so finally she's like you're getting a blender for Christmas like I don't want a blender for Christmas you are not I'm not allowed to get you any kitchen stuff or cleaning stuff so you're not allowed to get me a blender and then her response was well Santa Santa got me a toaster last year so you're getting a blender
1: <laughs> I oh so this is a funny story so when I was a little kid for some reason I loved toast like <laughs> I don't know why i don't this know was it like, sounds
0: totally like i totally believe it just knowing you that's this is a was very like, david thing to say
1: <laughs> this was like when i was seven so the one year for christmas because my mom would always put like the gifts from santa she'd put out like not wrapped all the way but we were like i was allowed to open them before i like bugged everybody and woke them up at like 3 a.m okay. and the one year she got me a double toaster like well like santa four got me the double slices yeah. And like a loaf of bread with it. And I went <laughs> crazy. I was so excited about it.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Like that, like it sounds like a lame gift, but the fact that you were so excited knows shows that your mom knew exactly like how to make you happy. And that's, that's what mom should do. So that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was a good gift.
0: <laughs> See, like last year, the, well, for like years, my wife, we had this. Ancient toaster we got when we got like before we got married and like every time you would make toast in it, like the bottom kind of like leaked, not leaked, but like a little breadcrumbs would like shake out of the bottom every time you made toast. And like sometimes the toast would get stuck and all this stuff. And she's like, every time she uses it, she's like, I want a new, t- we need to get a new toaster. And I'm like, well. But we have a rule, like, after, like, September, you're not allowed to buy things for yourself. You got to, like, ask for it for Christmas. So I'm like, well, maybe Santa will get you a toaster. And I'm like, she's like, no, Santa's not allowed to get me a toaster. (laughs) And, and of course, my 10-year-old still believes in Santa. So I'm like, well, I'm wrapping that toaster up in the... I hope she never listened to this podcast. But (laughs) if you do and you know my daughter, don't ruin it for her. Um. I'm I'm totally gonna wrap cuz we do the Santa paper thing where Santa comes with his own roll of paper and wraps up all the presents and <laughs> uh and so I wrapped the toaster in the Santa pre- paper and she was like oh it's a toaster <laughs> Well and this is the best part because I buy nothing like new. Everything's like either refurbished or a factory return or like open box special. So it's like a toaster in like this generic brown box because <laughs> I'm super cheap so <laughs> So that's the story of, of a little Christmas miracle by
1: oh did you Sam did you see Star Wars?
0: I did not. I'm really, well, A, I got no to see it with is part of the problem. Um, I I probably should go see it just to see it in theaters, but I've heard so many bad things that, and it just, the whole, even the trailers look ridiculous that I'm like, I don't know if I want to see it. And I hated, I was one of those people that absolutely hated uh, The Last Jedi and that everybody are, everyone is blaming us for the fact that the new one is so bad. I don't know what it did you like it no spoilers but how did you feel uh, about it
1: it's a star wars movie there's worse movies out there oh, wasn't there blown it. away they you could have... have made a they could have stretched it out I think they should have stretched it in the two films oh geez. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's just what we needed <clears throat> it, it should those two what did you did you like the last jedi
1: I didn't mind it I mean it wasn't amazing but I don't think any I mean this is going to get a lot of heat but oh, I don't really sweet. think any of this stuff Paul George any has of this- nutmegged somebody Oh nice. Sorry. I don't think any of the Star Wars movies are really that amazing.
0: Like, I like Empire. Empire is one of my favorite movies, but it's, it's a
1: cool story, but there's some plot holes. Did oh, you yeah, watch there The are, Mandal- I know,
0: I just like Empire for Harrison Ford. Yeah, did you watch The Mandalorian? Yeah, The Mandalorian was really fun.
1: I got I was- some beefs to pick with that.
0: Well, okay,
1: so what are your All beefs? Right. The trackers. How do the trackers work? It's the entire premise of the series, and they never go over them. How do they so, have gravity
0: like, in space? What's your point?
1: <laughs> you need to know how the trackers work. Like they've never seen the the little. They
0: sniff uh, DNA. Didn't you catch that? Uh, they sniff
1: DNA. It's too weak. And then this is the other thing. So the Mandalorians, they don't. They never take their helmets off. When do they eat? Like, are they tough because they're tough? That, they or? showed
0: that part where he ate, what, where he was staring out the part, window, and his hand was, and his helmet was on the window ledge, and the food was that's,
1: there. That's one part. But like, look, let's be a re- realistic. Are they tough because they're tough? or Are they tough because they're constantly having to? Tell no, people, they like, tough no, because they have right unbearable
0: now. bo because they never take that stuff off.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Wow,
0: no, it wasn't Chris Paul. It was um, it was Chris Paul just nutmegged? Um, this big goofy center for, um, Houston. Wow.
1: Oh, the, who's Houston? I don't even know Houston centers anymore.
0: Yeah. they're He's this big, huge, goofy white guy with a giant long name. <laughs> I can... I don't know, 55, but Chris Paul just nutmegged him and he, and then finished the floater. So he's going to be on at like every, okay. See, he's killing Houston right now by 26 in the
1: fourth. That's crazy. I can see that. Houston's mentally weak.
0: Oh, yeah, they are. They've always been mentally weak. It's so fun. It's like one of my favorite things. It's like every single year. Of course, the other thing is Chris Paul is the Mike Dan or not Mike D'Antoni, the Tom Thibodeau of players. He always peaks in the regular season. So, yeah, these 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 two. This is the stoppable force meets the movable object in the playoffs. So.
1: See what happens.
0: So what were your other beefs with the Mandalorian?
1: Well, just that they're only tough because they have to defy social conventions all the time and turn down food.
0: <laughs> I think it's just tough because they gotta stink under that helmet. <laughs> I, I mean that's I a good point too. Yeah, and like how do there get to be more Mandalorians if nobody ever takes their armor off? It's it's a little bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> or I do they just Charter. find the rest of the Mandalorians? Is it just like they only take in
1: orphans. Well, no, they talk about that. A Mandalorian is in a person. It's a lifestyle or something. It's
0: a creed. Yeah, yeah, no, I got that, but it didn't make a ton of sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some nerd crap.
0: Oh no, it was a lot of nerd crap, but it was, I'm the thing I liked about it was the basically the just don't take this too seriously.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, that, Oh, the, the other highlight of, uh, of the new Star Wars movie, not to backtrack, is that the um, Lando Calrissian, like Billy D. Williams, is like full-on, like, creepy now. Like, super <laughs> creepy. Like, he looks like he smells like Call, call 45
0: these days. <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: Do, do you know what I'm talking about? The The posters?
0: I have not seen the posters, so...
1: Oh, he he used the. I have a giant. Oh, one the g- the Colt like,
0: Forty Five posters from. No, I know what Colt Forty Five is in Billy D. Williams. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lando, right?
0: Yeah, that's Lando. No, I totally know what All you right. mean. I thought you meant right. something new.
1: No, 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 yeah. no. They no should don't release let the Star smooth Wars pace fool you. Yeah, they should. They should release a Star Wars version of Colt Forty Five. What? Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't know if they makes still make Colt Forty Five. We got to look this up.
1: Oh, they do.
0: <laughs> Do you guys sell it?
1: No, I've had call Forty Five though in like the last year. <laughs> nice, Colt. It's, 40- it's a good beer.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, they're owned by it's, Pabst.
1: Yeah, it's very smooth.
0: <laughs> well, that's what Billy D said. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Yeah, I don't know if nah. I have anything to pitch. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I haven't done a lot in the last, I guess, week that has any been any different. Than the week before that, so I leave a lead a very boring life, I guess. Um, I I will pitch uh, uh pellet camp chef pellet girls because I made amazing brisket for New Year, so that's what I'll pitch. Nice. Yeah, that that was the highlight of of my last week. So, oh, well,
1: my uh, rec league basketball team's at five hundred now.
0: At five hundred, you take are you trending upward?
1: We are trending upward. We're on a two game win streak.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, how many more games you got?
1: I think sixteen.
0: Nice. Sixteen more games. Yeah. Wow. How often do you play? Yeah, it's like twice a week. Wow. Nice.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I can't play offense offense anymore. That's what I realized.
0: Oh, uh, I had the worst night of bowling I've ever had, or I've had in three years. The other night, that was awful. What'd you get? Oh, I don't think my high score was a one thirty. I had like. Oh. No, like, and I was averaging a 150 this year, so it was not good. Oh, that's good. good. Yeah. No, I've been getting a lot better, but now it's like, but I made the mistake of working out for the first time in the new year, like <laughs> the same day that I went and bold, and it was just a bad idea. <laughs> I was that's just always was a stiff. mistake. Yeah. yeah, always a mistake. I was like, I'll activate my muscles, but you can't activate your muscles after, like, being sedentary for two weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, we, We're getting a little long in the tooth here, so uh, I will say, as always, go Cavs.
1: Go Cavs. Thank you
0: for listening to Cavs the Blog Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger.
1: There's a fire. Lost your home. Lose your partner. And we're out.